0: or complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you J.C. Penney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids, you know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.
1: It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
2: Well, that's right. The SP is down twenty percent from the last year, and this year looks even worse.
1: Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Can and I
2: Trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Got to go back a bit to yesterday. Uh, John Cobilt. What? He wanted to inform me this morning that Larry Storch died. Um, Because you're the only guy who would remember him. Corporal Agarn. F Troop. But, you know, one of those cases again where I thought he had already passed away. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw 99, well, no wonder I thought that. He was already, what, in his 40s when the show was on the air in the 60s? I guess so, yeah uh here's the part that's amazing because yesterday there was another this is a quick review of the ghoul pool for a moment there was another big passing which was james khan who was 82 and here's why i mentioned him together no picks for james khan in the 2022 john and ken pool. 10 picks for larry storch <laughs> 10 people and i think james khan had a much much more well-known career because Godfather. I told you over the years, people are doing their research. They're checking out the ages. And I think well, they just realized, even though he's not as remembered as James Conn, that he's 99. Right. He's 98. When well, you probably, know, people got to adjust. I mean, the, the life
1: expectancy in this country for a man is 78. So anybody over in 78 is in the red zone already.
2: That's true. Unless, the, the, the COVID life expectancy numbers, though, shot back, to push those numbers back a little bit.
1: Um. Uh, Right, if you uh, if you get COVID, <laughs> it seems good, good chance it could take you out when you're that old.
2: Yeah, I, because people that were elderly and just hanging on anyway might have only lived another year, but COVID took them out early, so that 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 kind of drags the uh, life expectancy numbers down. So I'm, there's a little ghoul pool update. I met James Conn a couple of times. I didn't
1: know that. I actually spent uh, an afternoon, or a couple of hours with him. Well,
2: well, he <laughs> well, tell us the story. I have no idea. Never it's not any
1: any big kind of story, but he used to live uh, up the block from where we were, our old house. The old
2: house, the right. old house, and yes. we
1: we had we had friends who lived up the block who had young boys our age. This is when my boys are really young, like four and two. And Mind. we'd go over this house and you know, the kids would play and adults would sit around in the living room. Uh, apparently, James Conn, I don't know which wife he had at the time, but they had a small kid, and he came over to join the play date in the backyard. Oh. So James Conn sat on the couch and he was very entertaining.
2: He just, was. He was uh, pleasant. Uh, he, okay. was, he
1: was yeah, he told a, a lot of stories, none of them I remember, but I just remember really enjoying because he was he he was just a natural uh Natural storyteller, and he had, yeah. he had a lot of stuff that had gone on in his life.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I didn't know that much about his personal life, and he didn't really make the tabloids too often, but he, no. I always thought he was probably a powder keg, only because his, his roles were always these guys on the edge, yeah. tough guys, angry guys. And my wife remembers going over to
1: his house once for the same kind of play date, and I don't really remember that, or maybe only vaguely, but I do remember specifically being on the couch next to him.
2: Look at you, was, there, brushing with celebrity, being a yeah, West Sider. No, no. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. There's so many downsides to being a West Side. But there's, there's
1: <laughs> Every once upside. in a while, you end up uh, s- sitting next to somebody interesting. Uh,
2: of course, the big story that occurred uh, late last night, our time, uh, was uh, already Friday in Japan. <laughs> the assassination of the former Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe. And... Um, when you hear that, you think of Japan, you don't think of a country with much gun violence. And I wasn't surprised to learn later that the man who did this apparently sort of put together his own gun. I I have watched the video too many times. There's actual several scenes because Abe was campaigning. He'd love to be on the stump. Obviously, he hasn't been prime minister since 2020, but he campaigns for other People, I think somebody was running for parliament, and apparently he's very happy on the campaign trail. So he often just, in this case, he was kind of just standing in the street, like on a sidewalk with a microphone. And and you look at the pictures, and you can see the gunman behind him standing there. And then you watch the video, and it uh, looks like the gunman fired once. There's like a cloud of smoke, and everyone kind of looks back, including Abe. And then there's more shots, and um, you see him go down. The second one got him. Yeah, I guess it went pretty much through his heart or got him in the back, but I think it just blew through his body. Um, Yeah, because he
1: died fairly quickly after that.
2: uh, Yeah, it took five hours. They tried to save his life, but he lost too much blood. And uh, it said a bullet did pierce his heart. Uh. Uh, 67 years old, he was the longest serving prime minister in Japanese history, which isn't really that long that he served. But then again, they probably have some turnover like they do in a lot of countries. Uh, The guy that killed him was immediately tackled to the ground, Tetsuya Yamagami. And he used to serve in Japan's Navy, uh, the Maritime Self-Defense Force, for a few years. But he is talking, and allegedly he did this because he thought Abe was connected to an organization he has a grudge against. So they're saying it had nothing to do with the politics of the former prime minister, it was this. This guy was oh. apparently angry with. We don't. They have not named this organization what it is or, or what it does. Or whether Abe really was a member of it or well, exactly. Or, or, and but, actually, I don't think he was. But <laughs> I think I saw that. Well, in, in other, one other story. words,
1: you had uh, Japan's version of some whack job conspiracy theorist. You know, they've yes. got their own like uh, QAnon belief system. Right. So, yeah, I'm surprised. You know what? That's one thing we haven't had with all the turmoil is we haven't had political assassinations.
2: No, they've uh, actually become fairly rare. At yeah. Least, you know, in the Western part of the world. And obviously, this is not the Western part of the world. But uh, they're exceedingly rare in Japan where everybody immediately is writing articles about the fact that they have incredibly strict gun controls. Well, if but, you, you know, if you're going to go and fashion your own gun, if you're going to uh, have a homemade gun, and there's nothing you can do about that. You see, he had like duct tape. Uh, it looked like he had wooden blocks and duct tape, and he had, he had constructed like a barrel. And I guess he had gunpowder, and who knows how long. And they found more of these when they went to his home. That this That's, is apparently something he did.
1: Yeah, well, you know, on, online there, you can you can buy all the parts. That's the ghost gun uh, phenomena here in this country, where you can go online. I I watched uh, a guy. He uh, it was a reporter. And he did a video to show how quickly you could put a ghost gun together. Now, he edited the video so you couldn't see the details. But he showed how you go to this website and buy this. You go to this website and buy that. And then he had a couple of friends help him. And in eight hours after the deliveries were made, uh, they had
2: a working ghost gun. And you look at that and go, well, I guess there really is no way to stop it. Oh, no, they want to stop those people from selling that on the Internet. They've already got bills in California to do that. Yeah, but it's not going to work. You can't stop anything on the Internet. Otherwise, we wouldn't have uh,
1: people selling selling teenage girls or drugs or all the illegal stuff.
2: Yeah, well, part of me, though, has the same theory on this that, that I have about the homeless and about the prisoners is that the more you let loose in society, the more you're going to have these kind of tragedies. And oh, I yeah, that's true. Since we have hundreds of millions of guns, we're going to have more gun violence. Oh, just yeah. Just because it's it's the numbers game. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: um, that's, why, that's why it's hopeless to talk about this uh, gun control stuff, because it's too late. That would have been a good debate to have maybe back in the 1780s. But <laughs> now with 400 million, it's like, all right, you keep on uh, fighting the fight there. Good luck. <laughs> I want to see you go door-to-door and uh,
2: confiscate the 400 million guns. So, yeah, have at it. Uh, Japan is a sizable country with over 120 million people. So here's this. The number of people killed by gun violence last year? One. Really? One? One. The U.S. was at 45,000 people. Jesus we have twice the population, but still, that's not really proportionate. But
1: they, I guess, uh, but they never got, I mean, guns were never a popular thing then in Japan. It's not they like they, were not. they never got to 100 million. They never got to the in, point in where, fact, where it was impossible. See, that's, that's the problem here. In theory, if you start at zero and ban guns, then yes, you could end up with a very low number. But we didn't start at zero. We're, we're trying to stop gun violence after we hit 400
2: million. They believe it or not. According to this article I'm reading, uh, it's NPR. Uh, 1588, Japan banned civilians from owning swords uh, and firearms. 1588. There you go. Like uh, you said, you got to start early. They
1: had a 440 year head start. <laughs> you know, we're a bunch of dummies. We <laughs> we let people pile up 400 million guns, and now we're going. You know, we really got to do something about the guns. Yeah. Okay. In fact, that's the you know, way. To occasionally, I have a discussion with somebody who they think we got to do something about the guns. I go, "We got four
2: hundred million. What do you want to do? <laughs>
1: how do you want to start?" I mean, this? I'm open <laughs> to it. You know, I'm wide open. But uh, you tell me how you execute that plan.
2: Yeah, pretty much, civilians can't own guns, uh, and it's really just for hunting and other uses <laughs> it's, it's very i didn't know yeah that. only allows licensed hunters and target shooters to purchase shotguns or air rifles that is a great trivia but fact though citizens but can't own handguns they What's banned that?
1: guns in 1588 and, and uh, uh,
2: swords they were big and swords bigger swords than too, guns sure. I mean, a lot of people didn't have any kind of firearm yeah i mean how else are you gonna, so, you gonna, you're
1: gonna kill uh, somebody in an argument you have to get you get your sword out yeah and now this year they
2: had one right hmm. Uh, And you're right. The U.S. estimate of guns is anywhere between 265 to 393 million guns in this country. Mm -hmm. So, uh, (laughs) I don't know. In 2018, there were nine reported firearm deaths in Japan. That includes accidents and suicides. So, that's another stat. So, All right. When we come back, first thing that's going to happen is the keyword, right? You interested in the keyword? You could win $1,000 if they enter it at the website. Uh, we'll get to that more coming up. John and Ken at KFI. Well, a little debate over another uh, Biden blunder we'll get to in a moment. But right now, here's this. Now, your chance to win $1,000.
1: Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bonus. That's bonus, B-O-N-U-S. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. Powered by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you're hurt in an accident, winning is everything. Call the winning attorneys at Sweet James. 800-500-5200. That's 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Winners will be notified by email, so look in your email folders, including the junk and the spam section, to see if you won. Listen to KFI for the winning keyword every weekday between the 9 a.m. hour and the 5 p.m. hour. Next chance to win next hour at 3.20.
2: All right, we got a lot to come on the show today. They have uh, uh, decided to punish four Border Patrol officers. Remember the situation in Texas with all the Haitian migrants? that had camped underneath the bridge and uh, it got pretty crazy there. And eventually the Border Patrol agents, in order to restore some sort of order, uh, they had to chase down some of the migrants. And then there was a a big lie that they used whips. Well, we'll find out and we'll talk about it with Brandon Judd with the Border Patrol uh, Union coming up later on in the show, that they decided they are going to punish the Border Patrol officers, but they said the whip thing, the whipping thing wasn't true, of course. And that got all the headlines. Right. But to save face, I think they're still going to, they just think they use yeah, too much but, force. but, but I mean, the line they use.
1: Biden and Kamala Harris just flat out repeatedly lied. And and uh, that, that's inexcusable for them to lie uh, and destroy the reputations of all these Border Patrol agents who were just doing what we pay them to do. They right. didn't hurt anybody. There was no evidence that the agents uh, struck any migrant. With their reins, no evidence. Now you think D- Biden uh, would have the good sense not to say anything until the investigation came out, and then if it turned out they did something terrible, then you announced the punishment. Yeah, but it was it's all the
2: angles of the photos that were deceptive. Yeah, because that's what everybody jumped on. Yeah, and and
1: remember deceptive angle photos. Remember during during the lockdown. Uh, stupid empty head newson shut down the Orange County beaches because he saw a photo and he thought people were clustered too closely on the beach in Orange County and it turned out that was just a weird angle of the camera and they really were mostly spread out
2: yeah but I, what's I mean, amazing about this is the guy that took the picture that everybody circulated on Twitter admitted he didn't think that they whipped him with the reins but he took the picture and everybody jumped on the picture and said oh looks like they're whipping them with the reins yeah. So even he said, no, I, I didn't see that. I'm just yeah. saying, I just took the picture yeah. and it, it was a news story. So
1: 511 page report. This happened in September. So it took them 10 months to determine there was no evidence. And there was no evidence that anybody was forced to return to Mexico or denied entry into the United States.
2: So, But they're still going to punish some of the officers. Sure, they're going uh, to make something up. What they made up was too much force, something generic. Right, to, too much force. Too much
1: force. Too much force that nobody saw. But I mean, that's that is just that is inexcusable. That is so Biden and Kamala Harris ought to be on their knees begging forgiveness from these uh, from these Border Patrol agents. That's that's just beyond.
2: Speaking always. of Biden, uh, maybe we have to listen to this ourselves. There is a Republican strategist who has uh, put a uh, piece of video and audio on, on uh, Twitter. And it is Biden reading from the teleprompter today. And I'll give you the quote. And this is what He said, <clears throat> It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. (laughs) Oh, get get with the so the strategist saw that and said, "Oh, he's reading the teleprompter instructions along with the quote because he doesn't know when to stop." And they're making the comparison to Ron Burgundy if people remember those movies with Will Ferrell. That was the thing he used to do. He would just keep reading the teleprompter, including the instructions that are at the end, which sometimes say end or... Well, we have the clip. Oh, we have it already? Eric rhetoric already has it.
0: It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not yeah. and or, or political power. <laughs> Oh That's another saying. You, the women of America, can determine Did you notice? The outcome. All, <laughs> all right, we can stop sure. it there. Did you notice, though, after the teleprompter
2: had finished, because end of quote, repeat the line, he, he kind of bobbled there a little bit. He yeah. wasn't sure how to. He <laughs> couldn't repeat the line, so he just said, said something about women that got all contorted. <laughs> play that just the beginning play, part. Play it again, again. Play it again. Or...
0: It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or, or political power.
2: <laughs>
0: uh,
1: the White House has responded.
2: No. Biden says, let me repeat that line. He doesn't say that. We just played it. Didn't you he say repeat again. the line? Yeah, you play it again. Play it again. Power.
0: It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women no, he does not women. say.
2: Let me repeat the line. <laughs> no, because, which would have been something, right? Because I want to repeat but, it. I mean, that it makes a big difference. But instead, of just saying repeat the line—that's an instruction from the teleprompter. And he did That you go back and read the same line again. He didn't repeat the line. He did not. He tried to make be, something up, which thanks. I couldn't even figure out <laughs> about women voting, but. <laughs> <laughs> now has he been like this his whole political life in terms of reading from teleprompters or was he used to speak off the top no, of his he's,
1: head he is, right? he,
2: he's, he's senile
1: uh, you see I've watched a whole
2: bunch of his old uh, uh, his old appearances no he's senile it's over right. he is heavily controlled and the joke now is whoever controls the teleprompter controls the presidency he's an, a, he's, an, he's an empty Elon Musk shell did that one.
1: he's an empty shell being programmed by someone off screen
2: yeah, But this time they try to refute the claim by lying because he did not say, let me repeat the lie. Well, yes, that's what they do. That's what everybody does in public life now. Everybody just lies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh,
1: look how terrible it is that the Border Patrol agents whipped those migrants. Uh, no, that didn't happen. And we all saw at the time that it didn't happen.
2: Did you see the uh, some elements of the media today tried to make a big deal out of this jobs report, which was better than they thought it was going to be to say, look at that. Some good news for Biden. They're trying to celebrate anything because that's how people are going to vote November. I- I- I'm telling you, they're voting on the, the inflation. It's the, it's the inflation. It's, it's not, the the jobs. It's driven by the gas prices in their lives. Exactly right. But they're trying to push anything out there because they don't want to talk about the economy. Because it's all negative.
1: Everyone knows you can get a job if you want one. Everyone sees that every restaurant, every shop has help-wanted signs. I mean, some, some shops and restaurants curtail their hours because they don't have enough people to work. We all know this. Run into this all the time at restaurants. Almost every restaurant I go to, there's some labor shortage that you become aware of because the service is slow or the restaurant's closing early, whatever it is. So we all know that. There's a lot of people that don't want to work. Which is interesting. I was listening to a business show this morning, and they had a couple of people who ought to know this stuff, and they admitted, we have no idea why people are not filling these jobs. There's between 11 and 12 million open jobs. He goes, we have no idea why people are, are not going to work because the unemployment number is, is – is not relevant here. What's relevant is there's a lot of people sitting on the sidelines not even looking to be employed who ordinarily would be in the workforce. And I don't know if that has something to do like yesterday we were talking about the airline industry. Airline industry got a huge bailout from the federal government and they spent the money on giving people buyouts and early retirements. And thousands of airline employees took it, which is why the airlines are so short of staff and they're canceling flights. Well, so maybe there was a lot of that going on and people just opted out of the workforce, some of them permanently because they got paid off.
2: Yeah, but I don't understand with the way inflation is raging, how can people afford to sit on the sidelines? What kind of a payoff did they get? And I don't think you know. It's just, it, this is far more than just the airlines. No, so I know. I was happening. giving an
1: example. I, I, like I don't you've know. You've been
2: citing all the restaurants that need help. So all those people, where'd they go and how are they getting by? Because those weren't high paying jobs. And I can't imagine they jumped to like uh, huge paying jobs. I don't know. I, I, this has been the strangest, thanks to the lockdowns, the strangest couple of years I have ever seen in the economy. I know. I, so it's just uh, nothing makes sense because nothing's pure recession. Nothing's pure growth. Everything's kind of a mishmash the people's strange personal decisions. And sometimes they add up to numbers like all the people resigning.
1: Yeah. Well, you, as long as the inflation and the gas prices are where they are, then the Democrats are uh, doomed, doomed plus in November.
2: Yeah. And I read an analysis in the Wall Street Journal today from another economics professor who said it really is all about the money supply that's what's driven inflation you can you can talk about covid supply chain problems all of that but it's there it was just 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 too much money and well, the government led the way
1: yeah well they did cuz Lawrence Summers who i think used to be the treasury secretary for clinton i think uh and he told Biden's administration don't spend trillions of dollars anymore because right? they, they did this another COVID burst of $2 nice. trillion early in Biden's term. He goes, don't do that. You're going to have inflation like you haven't seen in a generation. And all the Biden heads go, no, 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 no. They fell in love with something that doesn't get publicized much, something called modern monetary theory. Uh, 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 occasional cortex is a big uh, supporter of this. Yeah. The idea, now listen to this. This sounds so absurd, but I'm telling you. Major politicians fell for this in the Biden administration that the government could print as much money as they want and spend it, and it's going to have no negative effect. <laughs> they really, really, look it up. They really uh, thought that. And, uh, well, uh, yeah. you know, a year into the experiment, it's like, oh,
2: wow. And, like, and, and look wrong. at the other half of that. If you're going to give money away to people, you're probably going to give it to the poorest people and they're going to spend it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they don't have money and they need to spend money on things that they can't afford or things yeah. that they've always wanted or things that they're behind in paying for. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up. John Johnny KFI. Of the population vaccinated, there should be a blanket of herd immunity. Well, that hasn't happened. Now, the good news is that people aren't getting as sick as they were back in 2020 as COVID spreads. But honestly... Like she said, that was relying way too much on the vaccine. And, of course, we found out that the vaccine's efficacy eh, apparently wears off quicker than, than we thought. Mm. As you know now, it can be just a couple of months so, before uh, so the ev- protections start to fade.
1: Every time there's a new variant, it seems to be a watered-down variant. It, it moves faster, but the, the, the illness is milder and milder.
2: Which I said at the beginning. But then I kept reading, quote, experts to say that isn't true. That isn't true. A virus mm. could mutate and be just as deadly, if not more deadly than the preceding well, uh, mutations.
1: I guess it could, but that's not what happened.
2: That apparently is not what's happening. No. exactly, Because right, these are variants now that most people don't even know the names of are not causing any real uh, death numbers. Conversely, the, the vaccines are getting
1: less and less effective. The boosters are weaker and weaker than the original shots. Right. So the, the virus is weaker, the vaccines are weakening, and you end up predictably well, what we have now. You have more people getting it over the last couple of months, but they're less sick than the people who got it two years ago.
2: She cites a couple of epidemiologists who did make the news but didn't get a lot of attention. We mentioned a couple of them on the show. Uh, they were part of this great Barrington the group that came out, the Barrington Declaration, and they were just saying, you know, per- and we talked about this the last year and the year before, just protect the elderly and people with all the underlying conditions, but let everything else go on as usual. Let mm-hmm. businesses reopen. Yeah. Let schools reopen. They should have done that back then. Right, right. But what? what, what but what's Ferrer going back to? Oh, yes, well, yeah. Something not a lockdown, but the whole masking right. thing. Right, but the thing is
1: that, you know, whatever little crack that she can exploit... She's trying to exploit here. But, yeah, it was a terrible mistake. The whole world made a terrible mistake shutting everything down. Because if you knew, and statistically we knew within a few weeks, that it was killed, killing the elderly and the uh, people who were vu- vulnerable with weak immune systems, then you, you, everyone has to learn how to isolate that person and their family as best as they can. That was the And I, I think to some degree that's
2: happening because the death numbers are very low. I, I get the daily reports they're sent to our... Our email and sometimes it's single digits yeah a lot of times it is yeah and, well because and, and, and. people have adjusted because you can't you can't lock down the world for years and years and years i mean yeah. we, we could have this going on for decades maybe the, re- uh, the rest of our lives what are you gonna do oh i think so i don't think the virus is going to completely disappear i think it will continue to to mutate in some form and still infect people but yeah you just got to no. Brush it off. And as you said, mm. if you've got somebody that's got severe underlying conditions and is old, mm. they just have to uh, stay, out of, uh, <laughs> no, stay out of harm's way. Book,
1: book is going to be written years from now, looking back at this time, and people in the next generation are going to read it and say, what a bunch of blunderbusses. Blunderbusses? They were just blind
2: guys stumbling in the dark. You have quite a list of words today early on in the show. Blunderbusses. Blunderbusses, yeah. Uh, what's What did you call Newsome yesterday? Uh, buffuna? <laughs> A a A pomphoon. Oh, a pomphoonie.
1: Pomphoonie.
2: Yeah. All right. we got more coming up. John again. All right. We'll be talking about the Border Patrol after 3 o'clock with Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council, the union for the Border Patrol agents. This report did come out today concerning what was going on in Texas with the Border Patrol agents and the Haitian migrants. And, of course, the big screaming that they were whipping the migrants, which uh, this report says they did not do, but they didn't dole out some punishment to some of the agents. We'll talk about all this after 3 o'clock. There is a bit of breaking news here on The John and Ken Show, and it concerns Elon Musk. He's done trying to acquire Twitter. He sent the letter to Twitter formally notifying the company he's terminating the merger agreement. Ouch! he does not want to go forward with the deal that got so much attention a month or so ago when it was first announced that he might be in charge of Twitter. There was something about the fake followers that was a big yeah. problem he thought he said or something like yeah. that. Yeah, there's there's two parts to this. One is he
1: says a lot of the followers are bots. There's a bots. high percentage. And Twitter always covered that up and would admit to it. Although they did say the other day that they are Closing a million bot accounts every day, which means there was a lot. And then a million more pop up. Yeah. Well, and that's why Twitter is filled with so much nonsense, because the bots are run by some kind of artificial intelligence that mimics uh, arguments. And so you could go on Twitter and you say something political, and then you have a bunch of bots arguing back, and then you argue with them, and they argue back, and other people join in, and it, it's just it's just stupid. You're arguing with an algorithm. It's, it's it's idiotic. But that's what people do these days to pass time. Uh, the second thing though, and another driving reason is he doesn't think the company is worth so much, and the stock price has collapsed as as most stock prices have. So he put in a bid for, I think, $54 plus, and it's trading in the low 40s now, and they think it could drop into the 30s, which means he's about to wildly overpay something, and uh, he doesn't want it. Hmm. Uh,
2: I was just looking at...
1: Uh... Now, I don't know if he's using the bot as an excuse, Or the bot is the reason he thinks the company's uh, way overvalued because then you don't have that many followers and you're not going to get that much advertising revenue. I don't
2: know. You and I enjoyed it because it was really shaking up the woke people. There, they were angry, scared to death. Some were resigning. Damn it! That's the the reason I (laughs) root for him to take over. Well, the woke people are going to have to go back arguing with the bots. (laughs) Uh, I was just looking at continue uh, that foolish existence. The John and Ken Twitter. Uh, do you think we got a lot of bots? It says 31,500 followers. I think half of those are bots or. Could be.
1: Yeah, they might. No, because the bot people might attach to uh, media accounts or uh, things it perceives as a politically oriented accounts. So we put enough, probably political news on there right. that the bots have figured it out. And yeah, they're, they're, probably some of our listeners end up arguing with bots based on stories that we post there.
2: Yeah, I was just flipping around here. Uh, eh, Suspiciously, Tim Conway has about the exact same number of followers as we do.
1: Oh, he definitely has
2: bots. (laughs) Uh, All right. This story pops up every now and then, and I never fail to enjoy it. Every now and then, there is somebody that puts an obituary of a family member in the newspaper, and it ain't pretty. Doesn't happen very often. If you've ever glanced at the obituaries, of course they talk about a person that led a charming life, and they were loved and beloved, and you know they did this and they did that, and uh, they appreciated life, and they were the one of the only to use something like a, a spirit, a very a very joyous spirit. Um, <clears throat> while most are emotional odes to loved ones, there was one published in a Florida newspaper over the weekend. Where a man by the name of Lawrence H great last name P-f-a- Pfaff PF PFAFF Pfaff 81 years old. He lived on Long Island, good old Belmont. He died, and the obituary written by his son said he lived a long life much longer than he deserved.
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: He was a dad <laughs> to none. <laughs> And this one, which I thought was the worst. His death does prove that evil does eventually die. Wow. You should see the guy that wrote the obituary. He's got like this long beard. Lawrence Pfaff, Faff Jr. Oh, he's got the same name, huh? Oh, he wrote a... this a year before his father died. He really wanted to... And he said he kind of did it as an emotional exercise to try to get all the demons to come to the surface about his father, who he had a clearly a
1: bad relationship with. But. He's, he said his father was a ladies' man, an abusive alcoholic, solidifying his commitment to both with the path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children, and leaving them broken. Wow.
2: Well, that is a nasty combination, to be a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic. That's, like a, that's, like, that's a trifecta, because you're going to be cheating on the mom, you're probably never going to see the father because he's out with the women all night, when he does come home, he's drunk, and he beats you. That's just not a happy life. No, it goes on every day. His love was abundant when it came to himself, but for his
1: children it was limited. It will be challenging to Miss Lawrence Sr. because he was narcissistic. He was incapable of love.
2: The newspaper, the Florida Times, has apologized for actually... I think the obituary I, and, and of course there's there's some people that obsess over the obituaries they were probably aghast and either wrote or called I, the paper and said how could you do this this is horrible it doesn't matter what a person did if they die they should get some at least No neutrality this is
1: why I always go off when celebrities who had bad personal lives they die and they get lauded by all their idiot fans Right, I, I, it makes it makes me crazy. Makes me absolutely nuts. It's like I, I hate that I hate that tradition. I hate that ritual. You know, if the guy's a bastard. He's a bastard. Just just say it as part of the story. Do you Stop have to say it
2: publicly though. Or yes, people think everybody should know. You no, know, maybe at the funeral, you just talk to a few people and say, "Yeah, Dad was no, a no. pain in the." Uh, he uh, apparently he did mention his father did spend over twenty years working in the New York City Police Department. Quote: When it came to his personal life. He did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but he never worked in any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and the ninth steps with his children making amends. This is the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. (laughs) So he skipped a few steps. Uh, His passing will mark a time of healing, which will allow his children to get the closure they deserve. Also, he didn't get the blowback he thought he was going to get.
1: He actually got a lot of positive comments for online thanking him for his candor.
2: I was going to say, I thought it was other people that knew the father and said, yeah, you're right. The guy was a jerk.
1: <laughs> no, other people who had a bastard in their life. Oh. No, so there's nothing more galling if you, you see an obituary lauding somebody as being this wonderful human being and leading this uh, beautiful life when you know he was, he was a miserable a-hole. It's like, who wants to read this? <laughs> I would, I, would, I, would, I would do this, too. It's like, yeah, you no, see, you're not, you're not going to get your day in the sun at the
2: end. He said he got a call from a woman in St. Augustine, Florida, who tracked me down, thanked me for the posting because it helped her bring some more healing to her own life. Well, I guess she had an awful father, too. Huh? Yeah, I guess that's part of what uh, this does. He said, I didn't think it would get so much attention. But, you know, in the age of social media, if one person reads it and they start posting it, yeah, it can end up all over the place.
1: We, Gannett, which owns the paper, says we regrettably published an obituary that did not adhere to our guidelines. Oh, you mean somebody wrote the truth?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't don't have a guideline for the truth. Remember years ago, and you already laugh about this the media when they first went online were very excited to have the comments section <laughs> that's right and they thought at first well this will be great people will have a fresh exchange of opinions and instead it was a bunch of trolls oh god that post all sorts of racist obscene things and they realized oh I, I gotta close that down that's what's that's what's the
1: funniest thing about like online exchange and the internet because you're right when they first started every single publication had comments right and then social media came and the social media nerds who ran the company said no this is a place for people to exchange uh, you know ideas together ideas. or bring us, right you know we we'll, have a dialogue we'll, we'll all we'll, <laughs> we'll connect we'll love each other and it's like you people really or have no idea what human nature is like do you i knew i knew <laughs> the whole thing was going to be filled with 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 all kinds of Anger and venom and just nothing but fighting
2: and name calling because that's what people are. Oh, especially because you're anonymous. What oh the hell, yeah, you know, yeah. Just to use your little tagline and throw in a comment there If nastiness. You make yourself feel better for ten seconds. No name, no
1: picture. Yeah. Well, people are. People, the human race is a vicious, nasty, angry race.
2: All right, to Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council, that's the union for the Border Patrol agents, will be on next to talk about this report that finally came out, 511 pages about what went on with the Haitian migrants at the border in Texas last year. And they admit there was no whipping of migrants. Coming up next. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has the news, KFI
1: AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero GameBridge is
0: helping build a better financial future for women retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex start saving now at gainbridge.io visit gainbridge.io/parityflex for current rates full product disclosures and disclaimers and other important information